Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, welcome. I say welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest has prayed for and equipped hundreds of thousands of believers in the Messiah, of leaders worldwide, then these move in miracles, in healings, then they pray for others. There's no telling how many have been equipped uh, to be normal. (laughs) Now, you may say, that's not normal at my place. Well, then you're not normal. (laughs) Let's face it. When I say normal, I mean normal as defined by the Bible. And I tell you that this man wants to equip you right now to be normal. So, Randy, you're five years old, and you find out about your first miracle. Tell me about it. It was my grandmother, my mother's mother. And she was illiterate and a simple woman, but she had just been saved, hadn't been a Christian very long. And uh, she has a big goiter, and she hears the audible voice of God tell her that if you will go into the other bedroom, which is like 10 feet away, and pray, I'll heal you. So she just simply steps 10 steps into the other bedroom, begins to pray, and she said, it felt like a hot hand went down my throat, and it instantly vanished. And that was my first story of healing. It made me interested in healing ever since. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Now, I am fascinated about her daughter, your mother. Yes. Tell me about the time your mother went to heaven. I was six years old. My brother... Well, he was working. God was working fast with you. Five, six. Yeah. I was six. My brother was I mean, when I was six, I didn't know my left hand from my right hand. (laughs) You have a mother going to heaven, a grandmother has a goiter disappear. You are a blessed man, but go ahead. <laughs> well, she, uh, she told me this, and every time she'd try to talk about it, she'd start crying. I think it was over 40 years before she could talk about, about just literally breaking up and weeping because she'd feel those feelings again. And um, like I said, I was six, my brother's four, my sister was three. And uh, when she was walking out of the house, she felt caught up in this, like, this, this vortex of power. She uh, fell out. I had entered a sophomore in college, interviewed two men that saw her. She didn't have a pulse. She's clammy. There's no breath. They thought she had died. She was in heaven. And then when her spirit came back, it it was kind of rough as it left her and went into this beautiful place. And then my dad, I just talked to him recently in her 80s now, and my dad was saying it it so scared him because he said your mother would walk through the house for almost two weeks after that happened, and she would mutter, it's so beautiful. 
it's so peaceful. I don't want to stay here. I want to go back. And she was trying to find somewhere to go to church every night of the week. She says, I just wanted to get back into that place. And then finally said, I walked into the kitchen and said, honey, you, you can't, can't leave me here with these three kids. You've got to snap out of this. But it was so, so impacting. So that story so impacted me that when I was a sophomore in college, I went back and interviewed the people who had seen it happen to her and interviewed her again. And one of the things I have as a memory for me is her telling that story uh, on the... What a wonderful memory. But at 16, you backslid, yeah. you rededicate your life to the Lord, and then you're in a horrific yeah. accident. Tell me about it. Yeah, I was 18. I'd been backslid for 11 months, and four days before this happened, I was rededicated. And I was uh, in a terrible car accident, and. I was almost killed. I had a lot of major injuries. Uh, my, my second best friend was killed, sitting next to me. And uh, it was horrendous. They said I'd be in the hospital 49 to 77 days. I had three specialists, one for my spine, one for internals, because I was paralyzed. My intestines weren't working. I had uh, 50 milligram of Demerol every three hours I was taking. And uh, I had three places, size of quarter in my hairline that was crushed. and. Most of my forehead was lots of fractures and concussions. The specialist come in and set my jaw, and he said, put your teeth, teeth together. He said, do that again. Do it again. He said, I don't understand it. I came here to set your jaw. Your, your x-ray shows you've got a broken jaw, and it's set. And then uh, the church prayed for me one night. Uh, now, what effect like, did it have on you that he said, your broken jaw, here's the x-rays, broken. It's set. What effect did it have on you? Well, that one... I didn't know. I, I, I actually, I wasn't putting two and two together yet because okay. that was pretty early on. My eyes were just now coming unswollen. Mm -hmm. uh, but then when they were going to have to send me to a large hospital to, for, to see if they can do something about the paralysis of the digestive system, uh, and my church prayed for me, and then the next day I wasn't paralyzed. Then I put two and two together with the other one. And then when I was supposed to, I was in this severe pain. I couldn't even have a pillow. They didn't need three nurses if I ever wanted to move. Uh, they call log roll of your knees, your, your, your hips, and your shoulders so you don't move your spine. Why, why didn't they want They thought I had so much damage to my spine, they thought I could become paraplegic or have charley horses the rest of my life if I moved wrong. And so I woke up one morning, and I didn't have any pain. And I had a, wasn't a voice, but it was an internal voice that said, I've healed you. Get up and walk. Wait a second. They said you could be paraplegic for the rest of your life. If I even, I couldn't even have a pillow. I read the New Testament with, my, with mirrors but, but, in my glasses. But why would you follow this voice when you knew the repercussion, Randy? Well, because my jaw had said itself, and uh, <laughs> my intestines were working, and, and, and the pain was gone. So you I thought actually, I was healed. I, you I, I, actually got up? I got out. I got up, let down the rail of the bed, and stepped out and walked and created a lot of commotion at the hospital because I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I, I noticed you're walking just fine now. Yes. Now, what he's going to tell us next is what made him a leader in teaching people and praying for people to have an impartation to do anything he can do better. Don't go away. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! My passion is for you to walk in divine health 
24-7. That's why I handpicked my favorite healing scriptures from many translations of the Bible, personalized them for you, and made them available in this free ebook. I want you to meditate or pray out loud these scriptures over your life daily and witness the supernatural healing power of God's kingdom come upon you. Download your free Healing Scriptures ebook now. We now return to It's Supernatural. So, Randy Clark had miracle after miracle after miracle. How important is that through dry seasons, so to speak, that you remember back on what God did for you? Well, when I went into the ministry, I went to a Baptist college, but I went, it was very liberal. I studied in religious studies. It almost lost, caused me to lose my faith. What kept me from losing my faith was I knew the, the healings were real, and I, could, I couldn't deny that. And so almost everything else supernatural was being denied by my teachers. And, but I couldn't buy it because I'd been healed. So it saved me, uh, saved my faith. Okay. He's now a pastor, I assume, of a Baptist church. Yes. And God, God began talking to you. What did he tell you about healing? Well, a guy was teaching, a young guy from my college I'd gone to, and I was listening to him, and I, it wasn't really a great sermon. And, I mean, honest, he was spiritualizing the, the text of the one issue of blood, and I'd spiritualize the same way he had many times. And in the middle of that, I start just tears gushing out of my eyes. I really, it wasn't like I was a tear going. They was like, I feel like they were shooting out. And I'm thinking, what is this? It has nothing to do with this sermon. It's not that good. What are you doing? And... I felt, I, I heard an impression, I want you to teach that I still heal today to this church, and I want you to have a conference on healing in this church, and I want you to preach differently, um, not, more of my words and less of yours, and no more three points in a poem. That's pretty good advice. Okay, so you're going to have a conference. You see a man on TV that I had the opportunity to meet, John Wimber. You invite him to your congregation. He says he's too busy, but he has someone else that he'll send. Yes. What we'll take it from there? Well, Blaine Cook came, who was like John's right arm guy, and three other, four other guys with him, and uh, it was uh, all heaven broke loose. I'd never seen anybody flowing word of knowledge, and he did. He got up, and gave 20 words of knowledge, said that's enough for now. I, did, I was f praying and fasting that God would come and visit my church. I wanted to receive an impartation from Him, and the first two services, other people in my church were getting touched, you know, drunk in the spirit, falling out. We'd never seen anything like that. It's all new to us. It scared a lot of people. that's trying to get out of the building. They're so scared, and. Uh, uh, and I wasn't touched at all for the first two services. It just made me a holy jealousy. And then in the third service, uh, the Spirit of God touched my wife and I at the same time. And I felt like I was being electrocuted. And I had, like, I grew up on a farm. Now, wait a second. I hear a term, electrocuted. Yeah. Make it more graphic so I can understand. The electrical power, if you hold something electrical, they got these things. Right. If you turn it up all the way, it'll cause your hands to start doing this. And it caused you, you know, un involuntary muscle spasms. Like that was going on, and it caused you to shake. And the next day, all my joints ached, very similar to what it felt like when I would go frog gigging and walk into an electric fence 
and, and hit that electric fence, it makes your joints ache. That's how much power it made my joints ache for all the next day. Oh, oh no, better than that, tell me about the medical doctor that went behind you, the plastic surgeon. What did he plastic observe and what did he say? Well, in one night in Brazil, we had 13 get healed in one night. One guy had 30 screws, all types, 16 screws, all types of screws that can't move, and they're doing everything they couldn't do. He wrote down their names and numbers. He's a plastic surgeon. And uh, for the next six months, he called them every month to just check to see how well they were. And they had absolutely no loss of the healing that they received at those times. After six months, he was calling. This is major. This is verified by a medical doctor, you skeptics. Jesus had skeptics, too. Tell me, here's what's so wonderful to me. He teaches people, and then they do the same thing, but this is off the chart. Uh, tell me about a layman that went with you on one of your trips and prayed for uh, someone that I think was, was he paraplegic? Paraplegic. Yeah. Tell me about him. He's from North Carolina, from uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And his wife is a nurse, and, and he was a, a relatively new Christian. He'd had an alcohol problem. He's a recovering alcoholic. And three years in a row, he wanted to go with me to learn how to pray for the sick. And every time when it come up time, he'd fall off the wagon. Well, this time he didn't. And I share that not to embarrass him, but to talk about the grace of God. Sometimes we think we've got to be so holy before God will use us. And it's grace. And that's why I totally mentioned that. And so he's there, and he hasn't had any sleep in 48 hours. And he's, he's, I'm getting ready to release. There's like 10,000 people in the, in the sanctuary to come forward. And uh, he prays this little prayer. Lord, you know I've never prayed for anybody in my life. That's why I've come to learn how to pray for people on this trip. I want to see somebody get healed. But this is my first time. Bring me an easy one, a headache or a bellyache. Nothing hard. And he looks out and sees this guy in a wheelchair rolling toward him. And he says, no, Lord, no, Lord, not that. He won't even look at him. He looks, turns his head this way. And the guy rolls up to him, pulls on his pant leg. You've seen Jesus heal many people. Right now, God. He now wants to heal And he said, I did everything that I, you taught us to do. And, I, and then I interviewed him, and, and nothing had happened. And so the little bit of faith I had, he said, I don't have any now. But then I remembered you said, you don't expect us to heal anybody. Only God can heal. But you expect us to love them, that when we get done praying for them, they don't feel worse than they did before by guilting them up, telling us their fault or anything like that. And so he remembered, I just, if I quit praying now, I've only prayed so short, he'll not feel valued as a human being or loved. So I'm just going to pray for him so he'll feel loved. Not that he was expecting that he's going to get healed because, you know, and he said, he's, he's about to go to sleep. His head's now falling down on the back of the guy's shoulder. And right before he started to snore, the guy jumped out of the wheelchair, turned around, hugged him, and cried on his shoulder. To wet. His shirt was wet here. And I, I went home that night and said, God, that's not fair. I've been praying for 30 years with sick. You know, this is his first time. I think a few people at home and the audience, studio audience are saying the whole thing, the same thing. <laughs> and then I came to my senses and realized his healing is my healing because we're all one body and it's for God's glory. And then I, I got over it and thanked but the Lord. But you know, you said something major. You said you, he, he remembered you taught him you can love the person. Yeah. You can show the person they're loved. How would you like to operate in words of knowledge like Randy Clark? When he teaches, what percentage have accurate words of knowledge, would you say? When I teach, usually we have a time when we give people a chance to come give their first word of knowledge ever in their life. 
and it's usually around 90% are accurate. That sounds pretty good. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Call now and get Randy Clark's easy-to-understand, one-of-a-kind course, How to Heal the Sick, which includes the book, The Essential Guide to Healing, by Randy Clark and Bill Johnson, and his four-part DVD teaching series, Equipping You to Heal the Sick, plus his in-depth ministry team training manual. Also, you receive his Prayer and Deliverance Quick Reference Guide, all yours for a donation of $59. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9225. Through Randy's course, you will clearly understand why it's God's will to heal you. Learn the methods Jesus used to heal the sick. Receive greater expectation and increased faith to believe God for the impossible. Overcome difficulties in receiving healing. Learn how to hear from God and operate in words of knowledge. Receive Randy's five-step healing prayer model that truly works. Learn Randy's 10-step prayer model for deliverance. Understand how to break generational curses. Randy includes his easy-to-use short prayers, which really work to heal back and neck pain, headaches, deafness, eye vision, blindness, arthritis, asthma, fever, cancer, diabetes, and so much more. Included on each of his four DVD teachings are prayers of impartation that will help you walk in the supernatural of God every day. Plus, you will receive this quick reference guide. One side contains Randy's five-step prayer model for healing, and the other side contains his 10-step prayer guide to deliverance. Don't miss out on getting Randy Clark's easy-to-understand, one-of-a-kind course, How to Heal the Sick, which includes the book, The Essential Guide to Healing, and his four-part DVD teaching series, plus his in-depth ministry team training manual. Also, you will receive his Prayer and Deliverance Quick Reference Guide. For a donation of $59, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9225. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify all. Offer number 9225 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Okay, I am so intrigued over words of knowledge. Briefly, what is a word of knowledge? Well, it's supernatural knowledge you don't get through education or learning or any natural means. It's, it, it, it's, for my case, it works for in the helping with healing, to know what God wants to heal. But I know people who sometimes get words of knowledge that's lifted them to go to the highest position in their company when, in electrical engineering because there'll be a problem they'll be figured out and the guy will pray and got to tell him what the problem is. So it's knowledge that you get that's not by natural means. How did you, how were you mentored to move in this gift that you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, everyone that's a believer in the Messiah can move in this gift. I believe everybody can. Some will move in it more than others, but I believe right. everybody can. Okay, but how did you start moving in it? A guy told me on a telephone in five minutes how to get words of knowledge, and a few days later I started having them. <laughs> okay, five minutes. Go for it, Randy. <laughs> you feel pain that's not your pain, so you can feel it. You have an impression of some disease or something or somebody's name, um, so you can think it. You can see how they were hurt, maybe a scenario of an accident or a part of the body, like a mental picture, a daydream, so you can see it. You can see a word on somebody, which is like you actually see a word, so you can read it. 
you can say it or like you're praying for somebody, you're talking to somebody and you hear yourself say something you didn't think you were going to. An odd experience that God gives you interpretation to can be one of the ways and you can also dream them, have a dream about it in advance and then the dream uh, gives you the faith for you know what God wants to heal. Those are seven ways you can have words of knowledge. How does dreaming work with you? How did that start? I talked to some, I was interviewing people who had raised the dead in Mozambique. I liked them on my hobbies to interview, get video of people who've been raised or people who raised from the dead. And I asked these three guys that all raised the dead if they had words of knowledge after the interviews, two hour interview, and then at the end of it. They said yes. And I said, well, how do you get them? Do you feel them, think them, see them, read them, say them? And I didn't know you could dream them yet. They said, oh, we don't, we, we dream them. I said, well, how's that work? And then they told me. Uh, within two weeks, I'm in Brazil, and I have a dream. I see two, uh, two hands, no body, no arms, just two hands, with something stuck here, sticking out two inches past the palm. So I, I gave it. I wasn't sure it was God or not, because it's my first one. And a guy came running from the back row. I can see a big scar on his hand here. He puts his hand in mine like that, and before I can say, come Holy Spirit, it's already been healed. It had been paralyzed open. He had a, a massive scar, and he had a, something that did stick in all the way from here. It did stick out two inches past his palm. So when he heard the word, he knew it was for him. He knew he was going to be healed. It, he was healed by the word. I had very little to do with it, except I said, Lord, that's so easy. Can we have more of those? <laughs> I understand. Okay, here's what I need you to do. I need you to yield to the Spirit of God and speak what God tells you right now. Okay. I think, there are, I think there are some things that God wants to heal. And uh, uh, in the last 30 minutes, I started getting words of knowledge. I felt most of them. Uh, the, one of them is that somebody has something wrong with the bone on the out right side of their ankle, the ankle bone on the right side. Uh, God wants to heal that. And uh, somebody else, you had a brain injury. I, it was an accident, but I actually think it was a car accident. It's resulted in a brain injury and some complication, and I, and I, I believe the Lord is going to heal that. Um, uh, I think there's somebody by the name of Mariah. I know that's a very uncommon name, but uh, I think God wants to heal somebody with the name of Mariah. And um, there's someone who you're about to lose your marriage because you had a, a spirit of jealousy, and God wants to deliver you from that spirit of jealousy. And someone you had pain in the right bottom part of your heart, God wants to heal that. And that's enough for now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless the people that those are for. We just speak to the bone in the right ankle and be healed. Also, below the left, inside of the right ankle on the left side, not the bone, but in the tissue there, there's something wrong there, but that be healed. We speak to the heart. We speak to the jealousy issue, that spirit of jealousy to leave. God, you'd heal with the, the, whatever's caused that man to, to have that. And Lord, we just speak in the name of Jesus, whoever it is, whatever Mariah's got, and also to the brain damage. In Jesus' name, God, may they know this is your will, and since they know it's your will, may they have faith. And I agree with it in Jesus' name for their healing. Amen. Now, some of you may be asking, what is the purpose of a miracle? After all, um, our sins are forgiven. We're going to go to heaven. What do we need miracles for? Well, I'm going to give you a good reason why you need a miracle, because that's the way the Messiah of Israel operated. That's as good a reason I know. He demonstrated the kingdom, and then he earned the right to present how people can know the king. 
Now, because we don't have, and Randy was almost talked out of it, because we don't have people in every congregation that are believers everywhere operating in the supernatural, we have plan B. But plan B only works for a few people. I have spoken for as many as 450 Jewish people that don't know the Messiah operated just the way Randy did in words of knowledge. 30, 40 stand up and say, I've just been healed. And for two hours, I have earned the right to tell them why they were healed. That's why you need miracles. That's why you need miracles, because the king is coming back soon for a kingdom. And God wants you in the kingdom. You've heard enough to make Jesus your Messiah and Lord, to repent of your sins, to tell him that you're sorry, and believe the blood of Jesus not only washes them away, but gives you the power to be victorious. And then you invite the life of Messiah to come into side of you. Someone's neck was just healed. Just move your head. You'll see the pain is going. In fact, pain of any kind is going right now. And I want you to know something. As Randy said, God values you. God loves you. He sent his son to die a horrific death because he loves you so much. You are loved by God. Remember that. Randy Clark was the evangelist who was the catalyst for the revival known as the Toronto Blessing. Over four and a half million came from all over the world. Hundreds of thousands were saved, millions encountered God, and tens of thousands were healed. Since then, Randy has trained thousands of everyday people on how to heal the sick. Those who have used his resource tools have led millions to the Lord. Now he wants to mentor you on how to receive your healing and pray for others to be healed. Call now and get Randy Clark's easy-to-understand, one-of-a-kind course, How to Heal the Sick, which includes the book, The Essential Guide to Healing by Randy Clark and Bill Johnson, and his four-part DVD teaching series, Equipping You to Heal the Sick, plus his in-depth ministry team training manual. Also, you receive his prayer and deliverance quick reference guide. All yours for a donation of $59. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9225. Through Randy's course, you will clearly understand why it's God's will to heal you. Learn the methods Jesus used to heal the sick. Receive greater expectation and increased faith to believe God for the impossible. Overcome difficulties in receiving healing. Learn how to hear from God and operate in words of knowledge. Receive Randy's five-step healing prayer model that truly works. Learn Randy's 10-step prayer model for deliverance. Understand how to break generational curses and so much more. This course works in the mission field in your local church or for one-on-one -on -one ministry. Randy includes his easy-to-use short prayers, which really work to heal back and neck pain, headaches, deafness, eye vision, blindness, arthritis, asthma, fever, cancer, diabetes, and so much more. Included on each of his four DVD teachings are prayers of impartation that will help you walk in the supernatural of God every day. A majority of people who hear his teaching on how to operate in words of knowledge began speaking words of knowledge for the first time. Plus, you will receive this quick reference guide that fits into your Bible. One side contains Randy's five-step prayer model for healing, and the other side contains his 10-step prayer guide to deliverance. I have a friend in uh, Brazil. He has a church of 30,000. He requires all of his leaders to go through uh, the, the manual. 
Catholic to Lutheran to Baptist to Presbyterian to Charismatic to Pentecostal uh, to Messianic Jewish. Don't miss out on getting Randy Clark's easy-to-understand, one-of-a-kind course, How to Heal the Sick, which includes the book, The Essential Guide to Healing by Randy Clark and Bill Johnson, and his four-part DVD teaching series, Equipping You to Heal the Sick, plus his in-depth ministry team training manual. Also, you will receive his Prayer and Deliverance Quick Reference Guide, all yours for a donation of $59. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9 Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9225 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. My guest was called by God to make you, to make me, the healthiest people on earth.